Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pretty Unlimited Podcast, Tipsy Cast, with your lovely host, Frank. Say hello, Frank. Rubbing on the mic is not... I mean, I guess that's all he can do. You want to say something? Frank, stop rubbing on the microphone. <laughs> Ugh, hold on. He got cat hair on it. Frank. Hi, baby. It's a goddamn weirdo. He'll probably talk when he wants to talk at some point. How's it going? It's going okay. Um, so, you mentioned the other day uh-huh. that you couldn't wait to record. Yes. Because you had a surprise for me. Yes. I've been holding that in for three days. I know, right? So, what is it? It's something to drink. Uh-oh. Hold on one sec. Let me uh Is that what the bag out. is? Yeah, of course. I've seen a lot of people talk about this. And it sounds weird, but everybody that I know's had it, including the homie uh Earl from the Black Rassum podcast, loves it. So it's a, a special type of whiskey or it's a different type of whiskey. It's called Screwball, I think. Hold on. It's peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> Why does the it look like a cow or a I, sheep swallowed I a cow? Think, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a, a lamb or something. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes more sense. But I don't know why it makes sense for butter. peanut butter. I was going to get the Japanese whiskey, but then they said like, Give us a hundred dollars, so I didn't get the Japanese whiskey. The sake? No, yeah, that's right. No, it was like it's called like a kashi or something like that. But it was every like bottles this size were very expensive. Um, and since we have no sponsors, no, we'll figure that out <laughs> sometime. The screwball with a K, peanut butter whiskey to the misfits, black sheep, and screwballs whiskey with natural flavors and caramel color. Thank I was, you. I was looking. It contains peanuts. So do you? Have, you don't have a peanut allergy, right? No. Um, I did. Well, it's just got shit written on the inside of the label, but. So you have to drink it all so you can read it. Yeah, for real, because this is like really. I don't know what's going Let me on. See this crazy ass bottle. <laughs> but uh, I was I was looking for drinks. Because I was trying to see if there was like a peanut butter and jelly type. Uh, cocktail that you would do with that but it doesn't seem like it's as easy as just like putting grape juice or anything like that although i have seen a couple of sites recommend like uh uh like a screwball old-fashioned hold that thought uh-oh i mean i i don't know what she's going i don't she's going she got up from the dining room table to get something i don't know what it is i feel like we're still gonna have to take a shot of this first before we mix it with anything um because that's what we do what is this that's all you <laughs> what the hell is this this is a nestle nesquik oh see you got your the rest of your chocolate martini oh, i need a cup so you're gonna make what is this a reese cup Yeah, anime chocolate espresso martini espresso i said espresso chocolate espresso martinis um not too long ago um they've been marinating 
I'm not drinking any of that yes, stuff. Are. No, I'm not. I, I will take a sip out of your... I don't like coffee. I don't like espresso. I'm not going to drink a whole one of those. I don't want to hey, waste if it. if I'm going to drink peanut butter whiskey, you can take a sip. I will take a sip, but I'm saying you put two but cups But I wonder out. the peanut butter in the chocolate I, of the espresso martini. I No, I get it. I, I understand okay. everything that you did. I don't know if that's something I would want to drink. We're going to play with some concoctions here. We're going to take drink some water. <laughs> we're going to take a shot first. So tell the people, your, um, your, your birthday, we're recording like a day before your birthday. Stop. Uh dating the podcast it's too late you we've, we're, we're way past that we're way past dating the podcast that's disgusting hold on people <laughs> it glug glugged way before the liquid hit the yeah, the shot glass i think it's the neck yeah the neck is super long god damn smell that Smell that. Oh my God. That's like. That smell good, right? It's like, it's like a uh, caramel corn. Okay. It, and with peanut butter. Yeah. That smell good, right? It's, but it doesn't stay that way. Like it keeps switching. Now, when, when I first, when, when, when the aroma first hit, that shit smelled nice. Okay. I feel like this is one of the ones we have to save some for Addison. Uh, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. What is that? It's it's like it's like popcorn. I swear it has like like a level right here of, of one thing, and then there's like a second level of something else. <laughs> like the pe- the second level is a peanut butter. It's like it's it's like buttery popcorn. Like buttery toffee. Toffee. That's what it is. That's what it is. You ready? Okay. Here you go. Cheers. Cheers. Happy early birthday. Thank you, babe. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm waiting. Oh, the aftertaste is not good enough. It's definitely got a, a, a sharper aftertaste. I don't know. I like that. I don't know if that's something I could sip on. Okay, this like weird sweet aftertaste, I'm not. It is kind of sweet, right? It's like that cloying kind of. I'm not mad at it. I don't like it. <clears throat> I could drink the shot. I can't. This aftertaste, I would need like. To drink something else. Well, that's why you 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 literally have a, a third of a mason jar. Well, actually, more like a two thirds of a, a mason whole, jar. There's a whole another one in there. The rest of this one mason jar full <laughs> of, of chocolate okay. espresso. So here's what I was thinking. Because you said it's peanut butter. Yes. Well, I mean that's what it says. It literally says peanut butter whiskey, but the caramel flavor is so big. Oh. Give me your your shot glass. Right now, Anna is taking. The Nesquik chocolate syrup and putting some, not a lot, but putting some around part Just, of the rim. So you'll, you'll drink it right there. Of the glasses. Wow, we're going to do a second shot, but with, are we going to call this the Reese peanut butter cup? Yes. I don't want to get crazy, crazy. That's pretty, sm- that's pretty smart putting it only on the side where you're going to actually sip it. Yes. Well, it's, okay. And it's down the the skull man's like face. Looks like somebody shot him in the head with a doo 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 missile or something. Okay, Sorry. you ready? Yes. Here we go. Uh, it made 
it just tastes richer. It definitely tastes richer. I kind of probably would need more of the chocolate because because there was only so much in it. So you, I think you only got so much of it. But if it was like maybe put it. In, Unfortunately, I'm still getting that nasty sweet aftertaste. Well, you, you put more sweet in it. <laughs> this is true. You literally put I'm an idiot. You literally put chocolate syrup in it. So, I mean, do you like this? Let's see. A uh, scale of one to five, I would give it almost a four. Really? Yeah. That's good. That could that could be way worse. Yes, it could be. I mean, I like the I I really like the I think I like the smell better than the flavor. Mm. But it's just the aftertaste. If they could do something about the weird. Yeah, I, that's why I think. Um, and it's not right after. It's like uh, it sneaks after. up on you. Yeah, I I think. It's like sit. It, the aftertaste is like right back there. You feel it, like yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like at the back of your tongue. I think I think if we find a good uh, drink for it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like I I just don't know what. Why the... am I scared of what alcoholic drink would go well with peanut butter? Like I said, I they literally had they had a uh, uh, there was one drink. It was it was a peanut butter and jelly but what they did was oh that's what i should have did i should have put like like uh thinned out some preserves and put it in there that's the yeah well what the one thing i saw they they made a simple syrup out of grape jelly i believe and then Mm -hmm. mixed it with this and then they had a um on a stick like as a garnish, it's like a little chopped up piece of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, so I am looking at just other people's reviews for it and stuff. Uh huh. And one person has it. He's like, for a whiskey fan, look elsewhere. Seems more liqueur than liquor. Yeah, I, I think I it's, would kind of agree with that. I would if it wasn't seventy I'm proof. Talking about in, I'm talking about in flavor. <laughs> no, I get it, but yeah. I mean, it's like liqueurs. They have a they have a stronger flavor, but they're not always as strong as a regular drinking whiskey. Like I said, I don't know if this is something I would just put into a glass and drink. Maybe I don't know. I'd have this is the first time I've had it, but and, and Loki, you could kill your friends that have a peanut allergy, and they'd never know because Facts. they just had whiskey. They'd never suspect. Facts. It's definitely. I didn't say that out loud. I'm just realizing there's ramifications when you say shit. I mean, there is, um, but I think we know you're in jest. You're not going to give this to someone with a peanut. I don't have a peanut allergy. No. No one in this house has a peanut allergy. Does Addison have a peanut allergy? No. Then you're good. You didn't say, hey. I actually don't think I know anybody. That has a peanut allergy? I, I only one of Jaden's, like two of his uh, schoolmates. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if they're, if they're both still in school with him. They go to they go to his school. Oh, okay. But he don't interact with them, them jokers no, anymore. No, not on purpose anymore. Thank God. Um, okay. So that concludes the the, the pre-drink. The the pre the pre topic the, co- the cocktail hour the cocktail hour of the, the cocktail hour of <laughs> the cocktail <laughs> the cocktail quarter hour of the hour podcast the tip the tipsy cast uh taste test oh yeah okay so that was the tipsy cast and now we move on to the podcast yes okay <laughs> I think that I think that works all right so what's today's topic? Jan- Janet Jackson. Oh, the Super Bowl is coming up. 
the Super Bowl is in a couple of weeks. Um, I don't remember what year. I think they. I think the year where she caused controversy, quote unquote, mm, was the year where she was involved in controversy. Mm. I don't like to say she caused it. I mean, she was a part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think she didn't know. I think the problem is a. I think what the stunt got a little more revealing than she wanted it to be. I think she. I think she was genuinely flustered by how much of her was exposed but i think also she took more oh she took way more heat than Justin. she did. took way more heat but by actually, herself yeah the the thing with that though is and and i remember when it all went down and let's be for real black people were pissed off that justin timberlake that it seemed like the white boy got off i mean he, he kind of did he did he 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 did the Super Bowl not too long mm-hmm. ago, and it wasn't that big of an issue. Um, and he had dead Prince out there when he had beef with Prince. But, and he's the one that that ripped it off. He is the one that but ripped realistically, off. Realistically, it would have been her and her team that controlled the outfit. But he was a part of it. That's my yeah. thing. It's it's no, and I'm not I'm not saying he didn't. But it's not just have them. something to do with it. I I don't believe for a spectacle as large as the half game halftime performance at, at the Super Bowl. Bowl one of the largest viewed programs of every year mm-hmm. that Justin Janet and her team were the only people that knew about it well the thing is i always wonder like how much influence or or anything did was Justin in on the outfit because like i wonder did they say grab it specifically here like i wonder that was what i was wondering i mean it, it was it was because like, o- it's her and her team so like they obviously they should have you know they would have did they practice that move probably beforehand you know so they they had to they had I to, felt like it should have been down to who was the wardrobe person well, of course made of this, course and how come they weren't but we can't the one in trouble because don't forget that whole part was based off of his performance where his song said i bet i have you naked by the end of this song mm-hmm. like well like my thing is like all the the black people were pissed off with justin because he didn't get enough blame and then a bunch of all like all the white people were like oh she's nasty her nipples out on tv blah 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 mm. but i felt like it shouldn't have been either a black or a white issue. I would like to know who the fuck the wardrobe person was. That's what I was. Yeah, I mean those things. It, it, it's it's hard, but again, that's... and then when during the choreography, and both of them have been doing this long enough to be involved in their own choreography. Uh huh. Where was he supposed to grab it? But I I think but all of these questions just open up the fact that she shouldn't have been the only one exactly. catching the blame. Like at, at some point team members because because if you look at it i don't think her career was ever the same like she's still she's still been able to tour Mm -hmm. she got a good chunk of change off of that divorce situation with that that whoever that uh prince or something yeah i don't know where i was trying to figure out where he was from i don't remember where he was from but who he was not he was overseas yes um she caught a bag off of that she's fine but and she's doing the Vegas thing, or was. Was, yeah. I think, I don't know if she's still doing that now. But, I mean, either way, it sucks that her career kind of went down after that. 
and he was able to not only prosper, but again, still do the Super Bowl and just kind of be like, I'll make sure not to flash anybody's breasts during my new performance. You know what I mean? Wissam Salam. Uh, I'm sorry. Wissam Salah Al Mana is his name. Where's he from? A Qatari business magnet. Let's see. I know he was super born, rich. Yeah, he was born in Qatar. That's the Middle East? Mm-hmm. He's co-owner of something called La uh, Almanat, Almana. I have no idea what that is. I have is. no idea what that is. And he's only been married once, and that was to Miss Jackson. Yeah, I think I think there was something like if if they stay married for a certain length of time, she wouldn't get a certain amount of money. And I think they ended up getting divorced. Like not, it was within like that last year of whatever their yeah. relationship was going to be. It said uh, she confirmed. Ooh, day after your birthday. In 2016, she confirmed that she was uh, expecting her first child. Their son, Isa, E-I-S-S-A, was born on January 3rd. Mm. Happy birthday. Oh, word. Um, and in April, they confirmed that they had split. April after the baby was born. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And she was fairly, like, she was in her late 40s, I think, uh-huh. when she had the baby. Yeah. Yes. So she's probably good now. Yeah. She doesn't have to do a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, Justin Timberlake's last album. I forgot she'd been married three times. Well, you figure what? This dude. James DeBarge and Renee Elizondo. James DeBarge was, that they got, they eloped. Yeah. That was when she was, she was probably 18. Yeah, it was 1984 and she was born in 66. So she, yeah, 18. That was when she was taking control. Yep. Of her life. And so she gave it over to somebody else for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm in control with this other man who happens to be my husband. Okay. So we're doing our top five Janet Jackson jams. I'm kind of surprised we haven't done Janet Jackson yet. Because she is a favorite for both of us. And she's one, like she's a bigger star than I think some mm-hmm. of the other people. Especially for... I'd the, like us to do more of these because I kind of like these the top five with the music and stuff. Well, I was going to say the Janet Jackson one, I don't want to say it was difficult, but there are so I, there are so many songs yeah. of hers that I really like. And I realize, looking at my list now... um, I could have easily done a top 10 or a top I could have done a top 10. <laughs> and at least for a part of it, it's like... I think I like her older stuff more. Like once you get to the Janet album, mm-hmm. I realize it's less and less of stuff I really care about. But when you look at Control and Rhythm Nation and Janet, like there's a that was a time you'd have like six or seven singles, mm-hmm. which you don't really get right now with albums. And That's them, true. And them all be dope. Yeah. It was it was this was not an easy task. Okay, so what before we get to our top five songs, what's your because I already know the answer, what's your top couple of favorite Janet Jackson videos? Videos? Because she had really good music videos. Pleasure Principle video. That's my first one. My number one. It's amazing. Um shit. Uh it was the Rhythm Nation video, but it wasn't the Rhythm Nation song. I can't remember the name. 
of because I remember watching the the. One of my favorite videos is because she looks so happy, uh-huh. and it is "Love Will Never Do Without You." That's a good one. And where she had she had dropped the weight. Is that the one with what's the name? Uh, with that dark skinned bald head guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. Fuck. He looked happy too, though. In the Jack- Janet Jackson video, I mean, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. What is the name? But I like that video. She just looked so just relaxed and happy and you know yo rhythm nation had eight singles but it was the miss you much video that was a good one i like that one. Yeah, before I, the weight loss yes yes I, li- I like that one i i like that was when you could really tell like because she had that era where she had a core group of dancers and i think that's the first video where you really saw like the the, the short black guy who mm-hmm. was also dancing in um in coming to America, he had, was also in uh, Whitney Houston to want to dance with somebody. Mm-hmm. There was the the Spanish girl. I think her name was Tina. That's the one you liked. Um, they it was just like <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> you could tell that she had like she like this was her statement. Like you know, I'm not. It's not just me. It's this squad, and we're really uh, we're really um going to start putting some fire choreography together. If I had a third one. What's the one with, with J-Lo in it? That was, um, that's the way love goes. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good that's video, That's like a too. really laid back. Yeah, that, that was, I still don't understand the concept. It's kind of like we're just like. just them hanging out. We're chilling. Mm-hmm. But then it like might turn into an orgy once the video's done or something like that. I never like took that. it like that. I took it I just took like, it like that. you know, that was very much like when I was hanging out with Nikki and Yvette, that was very much us and all of the mm-hmm. the girls and the guys that we were hanging out with. You'd you'd be like in, in the bar, in the club, in the house, whatever. And we'd all just be kind of. <laughs> or in like this random Spanish Pueblo that you, you know, found in the desert but, or something. But like Yvette was dating, we'll just say H. Okay. And, um. You know, and we, everybody knew they were a couple, uh-huh. but me and her were tight enough where like, if me and him were like, kind of like sitting together and he like had his arm around me or something, we're like listening to something or yeah. we're like literally reading something. He, he liked poetry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was no big, no it, it, it wasn't taken like a, a sex thing. We were just like, we were just that good of friends. Cause you might right. see me with, uh, Nikki and her arm around me, you know, Facts. whatever. So yeah, yeah, no, hundred you know, percent. So I, that I think maybe that's why I like that video. That makes sense. Maybe that took me back to that <laughs> to that time. And that's also just like a really good video too. Mm-hmm. Like you, there could you could have a lot of worse. I like when options. they yell at the one girl because she like turned off the yeah, music she, in a minute. Yeah, for for like yeah. a second, she's like, "Yo, I'm really liking this." I'm like, "Turn it on." Yeah, mm. weirdo shit. Those are, yeah, those are probably my three. Those okay. are probably my three. All right, so what's your number five Janet Jackson song? What have you done for me lately? Great song. Yeah, that was Control. That was Control. I remember, like, I think that's the video with Paula Abdul in it. Probably, I don't remember the video as much. I just I remember Nasty Mm -hmm. being a big song, but What Have You Done for Me Lately was kind of like the one where. It really felt like little kids that might not used to do stuff for you. Yeah, but like little kids who didn't know or like weren't really up on that type of stuff. Like 
that song was catchy enough to where they would just be singing down on the bus, you know. Like I really, it's not on my list, but I love the beat to Nasty. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It was like that heavy bass kind of. Nasty, nasty's not on my list either, but that yeah, was that 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 was very like peak Jimmy Jam Terry yes, Lewis at the yeah. time. With and the, you can't, you can't, you almost can't bring up Janet without bringing up those two. Yeah. So so realistically, that means that Prince. If you didn't have Prince, you wouldn't would get a Jimmy Janet Jackson. Nope. But you wouldn't get a Janet Jackson. Yeah. Like it, it's. I saw somebody on Twitter, and I don't know, I've never thought about it, but they, this is kind of an aside, but they said that um, Minnesota, or Minneapolis specifically, is like one of, Minneapolis and Motown is like the two like founding mm-hmm. um, sounds for all of black culture. And when I re- when you read it, you're kind of like, the fuck are you talking about? But then when you see stuff like that, where it's like... Yep. You have Prince and then these two guys who used to be in the time, which he basically produced the whole Where band. I feel like Motown gets way more props than Minneapolis. Motown, well, Motown had a whole movement, you yeah. know, and it, it like they had the chart toppers to prove it. Well, and the thing is, like when you listen to people say, like, what kind of music did you grow up on? And they're like my age or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, I listen to disco. I listen to rock. I listen to Motown. So they mentioned the fucking record label. Yeah. Well, because it as it, a movement. It had know? it had an act like the Motown sound is yes. a real thing. You know mm-hmm. what that means. When, when even when you hear like the Minneapolis, like the Minneapolis sound might not make sense to people. But if you listen to a lot of that early Prince. Yeah. There's definitely a vibe. That is a lot broader, but I but I think that's what's cool because you could have Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis come up under that, and then realize, hey, there's something that we're doing that can. We're gonna have sp- to do a Prince, a Prince one. That's gonna be super fucking. A hard. top five Prince. Oh my god, that'd be so crazy hard. Now I don't even know if we could have a top five Prince. We need to have a Prince conversation. Yeah. Well, I his. We'll okay, see. we'll stick with I, Janet. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to. Th- I know he passed in April, so I mean that could be an early one, but um, it probably it would probably be more meaningful if we did it around his birthday. But we'll mm-hmm. we'll offline about that. Sorry about the production meeting in the middle of Janet oh, Jackson's that's, 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 that's what happened. But yeah, what have you done for me lately? Is my number five. Okay, so my number five, um, is Black Cat. I knew Black Cat was going to be somewhere on your list. Yes, it's totally one of my favorite Janet Jackson songs. Um, I remember. <laughs> I don't know what Ann's doing. Our our cat is on the cat tree and she's like scratching or something, and she like lost her footing and almost fell. Yeah, well, like she and literally a... caught herself and then turned to look to see if we were if we saw it. Whipping her tail around. Hi, Ann. She's got nothing to say. She never does. Okay. Black cat. Um. So I remember watching some. I think it was on MTV and it was kind of like a what what people in the industry thought of the song kind of thing. Okay. And it was a lot of like hard rock and heavy metal bands and mm-hmm. they were just like, "Whoa, I didn't know yeah. she, like she would do something like that." And mm-hmm. so and I can't even remember who the hell it was that said it, but they were like, "Yeah, this made me like go out and check out more of her you know, like obviously I knew who the hell she was. Word. But because she did that song, 
they went and checked out the rest of her music. They're like, she's really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talking about uh, just how much they appreciated that she put that in the song. Word. So it was just it was just weird, you know, that. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Eddie Van Halen. I'm almost positive. On guitar, I'm just uh, confirming the. Let's see. Yeah, that's a big. That was big. Yeah, let's see. On the album version, the majority of the guitar riffs are played by David Barry. I don't know who that is. Um, he became her touring guitarist and tour director. Um, the radio edit and video mix of Black Cat features Nuno Betancourt of Extreme. Oh, that's interesting. He's on additional rhythm guitar. Um, there are remixes that had a guitar solo from Jesse Johnson, who, if I'm not mistaken, was, was. he was with the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more a uh, Minneapolis favor for you. He's also one of my faves. Um, let's see. And she wrote Black Cat. Yes. Well, yeah, I think that that album specifically, like, I think she was very big on. She considered it a natural transition, having grown up listening to artists such as Led Zeppelin, Def Leppard and Motley Crue. She previously attempted a pop rock genre. Come give your love to me. She said, I'm very proud of Black Cat, which is the first song I've ever written on my own, as well as Uh co-produced. It became the last song recorded for the album. Upon Jackson desiring a rock influence song to complete the record. Or Vernon Reed from Living Color, one of the few black rock bands I knew growing up, did a mix of it as well. Um, Dave Navarro from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He recorded opening ri- additional opening and riffs that were used through Janet's Rock With You tour. Um and I guess he almost he also did a remix of What'll I Do with her for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Why did I think it was Eddie Van Halen though? Is that me being racist? No. Has he not done one? I don't know. I always thought it was him, but maybe I'm thinking of something else entirely. Um but yeah, big song. I'll listen to this. It says, um regarding its development, she said I was getting dressed and ready to go to the studio television was on and some commercials and other stuff i just started humming a melody i don't know why and it kept sticking in my head so i put it down on tape she later recalled jam and lewis saying they thought it was something that might work she was heavily involved in the song's production stating we were finished with the entire album and i came up with a guitar riff and ran up to jimmy and terry and told them hey we should do this and they said we have a deadline so we couldn't possibly go on to another song I told him it's okay. I'll do it. Just throw me in the studio and I'll put everything together. I wrote the riff and the lyrics and actually the whole thing. There you go. Makes sense. Her and uh, Jelly Bean Johnson. You know. Another uh, another prominent producer back back in that day. Oh uh, yeah, big song. Mm-hmm. Big song. Um, and I don't. I can't think that was that one of the. That's one of the few times I remember of her like being like that heavy into rock. On, especially on like and I can see single. it you know she like my introduction to Janet Jackson was obviously was you know the Jackson 5 and her being in with her brothers here and there yeah and then being Penny on Good Times uh-huh. and then uh, she played uh, Cleo on Fame uh-huh. for quite a bit yeah 
and she was like real sassy and stuff in the show. And I loved her character in, in the show. Uh-huh. I was a huge fan. That was my shit when or, I was <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And um, you know, and then for me, she dipped out, and the next thing was control. Yeah. You know. That's when she got mad. And I actually forgot she was on different strokes. Yeah, for a hot minute. Yeah. Classics. Classic. And. And. Get out of there. <laughs> She's stuck between the blinds and the window. I don't even think she was stuck. She's just dumb. All right. My number four. Mm-hmm. Is That's the Way Love Goes, which we kind of already got into. I just think that's. That's your number four? That's my number four. That's my number four. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. It's just a cool track, you know. It's it's very. Uh, I love that that R and B that's like real laid back, so laid back. It's not a slow song, no, but yeah. it's not fast enough to dance to. Yeah, very mid tempo. Yeah, it's just it's chill music. Mm-hmm. It's just music meant to lay back and catch a vibe, and and enjoy the song. And that's all you can you can't dance to it in any way, shape, or form just because it's yeah, too, I was trying, it's too slow, but it's too fast. Because she had that was on that the Janet album was I don't remember if that was the first single. I feel like it might have been. If it was, I think that was a perfect introduction to yeah. It was it was it was that's the way love goes. God damn, she that album had eight eight singles too. <laughs> um. I rem- and it wasn't even like it was a big song, but it's crazy to think that th- there were bigger singles that came from that album. Um, but I think e- even still, it was like a good way of introducing the whole vibe of this project. It was definitely, I don't want to say worlds different from Rhythm Nation, but because she still had like the dancing no, and everything it, in it, but it, no, but it was. Rhythm Nation, to me, it was a great album. Uh-huh. It had a lot of good messages in it. Yeah, it was very socially conscious. Yes. Um, for me, it was a little. It felt stiff. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think that that might be the the knock that Janet and Michael both have because they've both gone into that. Yeah. And while they don't make bad music in that lane, it definitely doesn't it doesn't hit as hard in terms of like these issues impacting it like also, some other people it also is hard and it's and it's not them at all it's completely me when i say this yeah. i'm the one with the problem uh-huh. but it's hard for me to take somebody who's worth 200 million dollars yes. and would not be walking out and about facts in compton or in the bronx yeah. or wherever you're reading about the problem Thanks. and people might in your in your you know that work for you not your family yeah. but people that work for you might be telling you about these problems 100% but you don't know you've not experienced you've that. not experienced it yeah. you know and maybe they did back in Gary Indiana but you all never went back to fix Gary Indiana yeah, so they would- i kind of have a fuck you attitude in that in that respect yeah i mean it's back and forth cuz i think the the flip side is you you can't. It's it's kind. It's, Imagine if the Jackson family did something very simple and just opened up a Jackson museum. Well, that's the thing. Like it's in Gary, Indiana. 
People would have been employed, could have turned it into a tourist thing, blah, 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 blah. Could have been a kickoff. But Just even even something that little. It's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, though. Because they're, they're big enough to where you're like, if they don't do anything, the question is, why aren't you doing something? But just making the song, making a popular song mm-hmm. is great, but it's it definitely doesn't feel like it's enough. No. And where I like, okay, like... Here's the one time I do think Michael Jackson did the right thing. Mm-hmm. So we are the world. All the money that they made from it, they didn't keep. Yeah. It went to starving children in Africa. That was the, that was the whole. That point was the, the whole thing, point right? of yeah. yeah. So for Rhythm Nation, whatever she made from one of those songs, could have went to do something. And I don't even know. I can't. I can't say that that nothing like that happened, I but. Know. I think that's what I'm saying. I think it's one thing to make the song and have a popular song for you. It's another to do something with that that can actually impact people who are in those situations right now. Like her son will know his mom went from, you know, was born in Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Do you think that his father or his mom's going to, you know, take him around Gary, Indiana? No. And let you know, and, and that's and, what I'm, you know. And Gary's still pretty fucked up. It is. It is pretty fucked up. But so, you know. But that's the way love goes. Yeah, it was nothing like that at all. No, is uh, again, and I, I really like musicians that are able to do that. That can like create that vibe. Yeah. That you know, that's the song I want at my house, my house party. Mm-hmm. That's the song I want playing in the background. So me and my friends are and, and my family or whatever are like chilling. Hanging out, you know, singing along with the song, playing spades, whatever, you know. Does she get that those props for being, like, when people hear Janet Jackson, do they consider her a pop artist or do they still tag her in, like, the R&B soul lane? Um, personally, <laughs> it sounds fucked up. I like R&B more than I like pop, so I put her in R&B because I like her a lot. Yeah. But, I I mean, like, she, being the sister of Michael Jackson, who's... The king of pop. The king of pop is hard. I think but she's considered more R&B, though. I, but, which is crazy to th- when you think of how varying of a range she's had. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the later stuff was definitely more R&B leaning. Um, and a lot of stuff on the Janet, Janet album was mm-hmm. more R&B, but... You know what's what was the one song I was just thinking of? Um, you want this? Mm-hmm. That was that's it. Feels like R&B. That's like a that's a huge like up tempo pop record. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a lot of there was a lot of stuff on Rhythm Nation that felt a lot more poppy. A it's, lot of the control stuff went and yeah. crossed over to pop. So she I, I, she has a bass in R and B and soul, but I think you'd be playing yourself if you wouldn't consider her up there or like it. I mean she. she for especially there's a lot of people people i know that don't consider don't really think of michael jackson as a pop which is weird star they really i think just i think some people and and i might be one of those people if i see somebody black and singing i'm thinking it's r&b that's racist i'm just kidding absolutely (laughs) it absolutely is but i i think i don't know i'd have to go back and, and do some research but i i wonder how many people look at what britney spears did and would think like Oh, she was inspired by Madonna, or or was she inspired by Janet? Because mm-hmm. while Madonna did a lot, I think in terms of what Britney does, 
She's probably it's more, more Janet. She's more akin to what Janet was doing than anybody. The multiple videos, the dancing all the yep. videos, the fact that one single to the next single can be totally different styles and still fit and still pop off. I don't think people really think about that, especially now. Yeah. Which and is at sad. the time, and people like to act like they wasn't bopping to Britney Spears back in the day. You know, facts. And she had a lot of good songs too. She had bangers. You know, Britney. Britney had those jams. You know, all right. And she was hot. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was a lot of men looking at a sixteen-year-old in a school outfit. Bunch of creepers, you know, doing some stuff they weren't supposed to do. A bunch of splat splat. Fucking um, creepers. <laughs> all right. What's your number three? My number three. Since we both had that same number four. Is uh, some real quiet storm shit. Funny how time flies when you're having fun. We got the same number three. Jesus Christ. We, <laughs> we might need to take another shot. That's crazy. Oh, God. Um, don't make me do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, that's that's the, that's the song where it's like, okay, Janet, you, you, really, you really are an R&B songstress. That's that real quiet it, storm. It really is. And I love the French part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that she threw the, the you know, <laughs> and that you can hear, you know, what sounds like some, you know, them having sex, you yeah. know, or, or at the very her, least, or at least her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's very sensual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously a very sexy song. Um, and see, and uh, there's another song that's on my list. So I'm trying to not. Mention it. Mention it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and the. I think I know what the other song is too. It'll be funny if we have it at the same spot. But keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. So, um, if our our far list is the same, <laughs> it'd be funny. I I don't know if we're gonna have the same number one. I doubt it. I doubt it. Anyway, what were you saying? Okay. So, um, but yeah, it's. That's like a real, sl- it's like super slow. Yeah. It's super slow. I love the French part. You know, I love the the oohs and ahs that are you yeah. know, in the background and stuff. And the song just seems to go on forever. And then yeah. it has like the, it has the, like the stormy. Uh-huh. It's a real, I'm telling you, it's yes. a real quiet storm shit. It's a mood shit. setter. Yeah, it's for a real. mood setter. But the funny thing is, is this would have been control era. So she was still fairly young. Yeah. It's not when I would think of like sexiest songs ever. I wouldn't put it up there because so, part of it still feels kind of young. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who's like 18, 19 and like having sex for the first time. Yes. And like really swept away in those feelings. My first orgasm. I'm saying like, you know, <gasps> that's that's what it feels like. But I think it's. Or my first one with a person. Or yeah, or first one, with, <laughs> or, or first one with the person that you actually like felt you loved or whatever. I don't know. There's probably a bunch of ways you could put it, but I think it it really holds like a particular um, time frame for people who mm-hmm. are discovering the love and discovering themselves. Um, since I did the last two, what is your number two? Um, anytime, any place. Really? Yes. Is that that's not your number? That two. is my number two. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other so song weird. you were talking about, right? Yes. I knew it. I knew yes. it. Yes. That's funny. So, um That's the adult version of It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Um actually I wonder who wrote Anytime, any place? No, both. I'm looking at both. Funny. Like who wrote that one? 
I'll, you look up that one. I'll look up anytime, anyplace. Yeah, so Funny How Time Flies was definitely on control. Yeah. Janet wrote Anytime, Anyplace, and it was produced by uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And R. Kelly did the remix. She was... Okay, so... James Harris? I don't know who that Terry is. Terry Lewis and Janet Jackson wrote Funny How Time Flies. Okay. I mean, that, that probably makes sense. Here's a, here's a weird fact. So on the single, like the 45 single or mm-hmm. the single cassette, yeah. the B-side was When I Think of You. Uh, for... <laughs> that was the B-side? Yeah. I feel like I heard... Well, I guess you would hear Funny How Time Flies later at night. That wasn't a regular... Say hello to everybody. I guess not. He does not. What do you, what do you, what's in that bag? You being you racist? People? You being racist? Why you got crackers in, in a bag? Yeah, your mother's right here. I'm just kidding. That was racist. At least he didn't bite me. Um, <laughs> where's your Where's your Ritz your Ritz cracker crackers? Are, are those cracker. them? Okay. What kind of crackers are those? Rich ones. Those are. They're both Ritz, actually. The other ones are the the baked ones. Uh, oh the yeah. Cream the, cheese and onion. In the bag, bag. Okay, have fun. Um. But I, I wash was your hands first. <laughs> that makes sense. Huh? Don't what? <laughs> You've been cleaning your room. Your mother's telling you to be clean. I don't want you to go from Windex and Pledge to putting that stuff on the crackers and then ingesting it. He said, please don't. But I think it would make sense that... It's not like I said he was up there jerking off. (laughs) It would make sense that Janet would have, at the time, to control other people writing her most sensual song. And then by the time Janet came around, she'd she'd experience enough life. And I like the video to that one. Anytime, anyplace. That was like the rooms were all like green and orange or like she was like dealing with the neighbor across the hallway. Yeah. I remember the song more than I remember the video. I love music videos. I miss VH1 Soul. I don't remember. I'd have to look it look it back up to see. But that sounds like it makes sense. Um, I don't know if there's just it was just cool. And it was another one like um. It had it. It had the the, the stormy sounds in it. Mm-hmm. People snapping their fingers. <laughs> You know what I mean? It just it felt real cool. And the the lyrics were really good on that one where um you know, we all kind of wish we had that thing in us where we don't worry about what anybody else thinks and Yeah, good luck with that one. That's <laughs> not that's not normal at all. No. Remember when we had sex in the park? Yeah. But the whole then got messed up because I was getting a thousand mosquito bites. Yeah, in the summertime that See? wasn't a good idea. Yeah, um, is that the song where she does like the dance with the guy on stage during her tours? Or is that no? The, that's what a later. A, a yeah, later that was song. later. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's when she was like almost raping dudes on the. Oh yeah, and her hair was braided. Yeah, yeah I remember this video now. It's been forever since I watched yeah. it. Okay. And she's like. Cause you know what the what the video reminds me of, is uh, like because it's a neighbor and it's like and she's kind of watching them through the peephole and stuff. Yeah, so it reminds creep. me of Maya. 
Oh yeah, and the color scheme is really yeah. They was on the they was in the in the laundry room. I do have one question. Uh oh. And this is something I kind of always. Let's see. About this song. About her album Janet. What about it? Okay, hold on one sec. Let's see. Low key, one of her greatest albums. Or do you not feel that way? Uh, right now, two out of the five biggest singles in her career on that album. I'm trying to bring up this image. I should have did this before. Is it the cover art? Come on. Is it is it with the hands over the Whose breath? hands were those? That's somebody. I don't know. Because here's my thing. So this is the Rolling Stone cover. Yeah. I think that's and also an alternate. Guys. I think they use that as an alternate image for the album as well. Yeah. And they, she's got somebody's hands covering her breasts. Uh-huh. This is the same woman that, if you listen to the rumor mill, made Tupac take a HIV test before they would kiss on. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably weren't. The Poetic justice. Poetic justice. So, I want to know who got to write on their W on their you know on their tax thing that my hands were on Janet's breast. Some dude who that's probably the closest he ever got to her though. You know. I'm gonna assume that was just a a model. Like you don't get to see his face. It's so un, it's so unimportant that we don't know who he is right now. You know what I mean? I just always wondered, like, you know, how who who. He probably grabbed that one because <laughs> like you can't. Ca- I could have said that was me. You can't capitalize on that. It's kind of like you just catch your check and keep it moving. Ooh. So L.A. Times did a whose hands are those? I'm assuming so. Let's see. It's going to be so underwhelming. I can feel it now. It's going to be so underwhelming. Oh, they were Renee Elizondo's hands. Uh, weren't they in a relationship at that time? Yep, yeah. I should have thought about that. Underwhelming. And he was like, was he a director? Because I think he was. He worked with her on Rhythm oh, Nation as well. Whose hands are between the lens and Janet Jackson's breasts on the cover of the new Rolling Stone? Sensing the publicity value of a mystery, Janet Jackson isn't saying, but sources at the magazine say they understand the hands belong to her boyfriend. The reason the Rolling Stone isn't, 100% sure is that the magazine didn't take the photo. That's what I'm saying. It was an alternate version of the cover of the album. So they probably just sent that and said, you're the only people that I, can print this. That is like, I will tell you, I remember guys everywhere loved yeah. that photo. He was with, they were, I mean, I guess they were married from 91 to 2000. He's the one that directed That's the Way Love Goes again, together again. Um, and he was a songwriter on the follow-up album of Velvet Rope. Yeah, Wikipedia says it's his hands that cover her breasts. Um, he probably wrote that on Wikipedia himself. Maybe. <laughs> um, he was also in the video for Come Back to Me. He was heavily involved in her business affairs, and they fell, but they fell out as marital partners. Um, yeah, I'm going to totally assume that Janet Jackson had her husband's, husband's hands yeah. on her at the time. Probably. That, that, made, that makes sense. Underwhelming. 
the, I'm very underwhelmed. The story would have been a lot better if it was some if it was fucking Vin, like a young Vin Diesel. No, or you need something. like if it had been like some white dude's hands or something. That yeah. would have been like what? Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> Michael McDonald's hands on Janet Jackson's breasts <laughs> on the Rolling Stone cover. You have been had a- to go to like the whitest. Whitest, whitest white dude. Yo, that man can sing. He can, oh, I know. Oh, 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 oh. That man can sing. He loves Michael McDonald. That motherfucker can sing. He's got a really good voice. From the Doobie Brothers up mm-hmm. till now, that motherfucker can sing. <laughs> I'm working on an Apple Music playlist. I got to finish it at one point. All right. Do you want me to go first with my number one? You can go first. My number one is the Pressure Principle. Ooh. Only, I mean, part of it's because the video is amazing, but I think... Um, when I think of quintessential like Janet Jackson songs that encompass everything mm-hmm. about her, it's that I like her singing on that. I think the fact that it's a more up tempo, something like like I can see her dancing to that. Um, I don't know what the song is talking about at all. Something about the pleasure prince. I don't know what a, pl- a, pr- a pleasure you know, principle yeah. is. Now that you're saying it, and I actually could probably sing the entire song. I know the melody. It's on. I know. The, I know the melodies. I don't know what she's talking about. Let's see. Lyrics. I hate when I hit the wrong. Damn it. That's a banger, though. It really is. Um, the video is amazing. She did the flip off the speakers. Yes, and, and the, she did the chair thing. The chair th- that and that was when she she had, maybe I just like thicker Janet Jackson. Is that what it is? I will tell you. I was sitting in a. Um, I remember watching uh, that song with my friends Annie and Julia, uh-huh. and she had guest jeans on. Uh huh. And we Sounds all about right. yeah, we all wanted to like get those black guest jeans. <laughs> Facts. And be just like Janet Jackson. Word. She had the, um, she had the knee pads on. Yes. It's because she did. She does the move where she slides on her knees. That's five. That video. That might be my favorite video of Janet Jackson. Oh, it's definitely my favorite video. I like the part where like the music. I mean the music. The the light is coming from behind and it's like uh it's like slats of wood. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. And she's like, she's like moving across it. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I'm here doing like a Vogue thing. No, that makes sense. Anyway. I, 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 anybody who's watched the video knows what oh, the yeah. fuck you're talking about. So here's the lyrics. Again, again, with the underwhelming thing. Yeah. You might think I'm crazy, but I'm serious. It's better. You know, now what I thought was happiness was only part-time bliss. You can take a bow. It was all just one big I'm sorry It was all just one big night out on the town Riding in your limousine We turned right and I say wrong Which brings us to a stop As the light is changing Okay Um, It's true you want to build Your life of guarantees Hey take a ride in a big yellow taxi I'm not here to feed your insecurities I wanted you to love me This has become an all too familiar scene it's not the first time I paid the fare. Where'd you get the idea of material possession? Thank you for the ride nowhere. Just so you know, just so you know, this was written by Monty Moore, who was the original keyboardist for the time. I was going to say, if this has a Prince thing, I would not be surprised. I uh, the, the Wikipedia says the song is an 
is an independent woman anthem about love gone wrong. Uh, oh, these two shots are kicking in. I got to take off my sweater. A little warm. I'm getting hot. Uh, yeah, it's all about the video. It was not me. Nothing to do with this, how time flies. Or anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Anytime, any please. Um, apparently, I didn't realize Janet Jackson had a lingerie line that was named what? Pleasure Principal in 2008. I had no I idea. I did not know that. I had no idea. I couldn't have afforded any of it anyway. But anyway. The writer of the song says, I usually attempt to swipe as broad as a as broad of a brushstroke as possible in regard to telling a story and expressing as much emotion around it as I can, which can be tricky when you only have a set number of lines to do it. It was about being, it was about being in a situation that was no longer working and that she no longer wants to be a part of. There was also a metaphor of riding in a limo in the relationship versus her meter running and taking a cab to leave. That sounds so 80s to me right now, <laughs> which is facts. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just something. And that's the, that's the one. I always remember the line, I wouldn't touch your looks, maybe if I could. Yes. That's, I always remember that line. <laughs> the, it was the only song on the album that wasn't written or produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Um, he was working with them in their studio when they were offered the project and he was asked to come in and work on some songs. Um, he said he didn't have a concept for the song at first. Um, and, but then as the verses started to take shape, he had to figure out what it was he was trying to say. And he stumbled into the title and Freudian concept of the pleasure principle and realized it fit. Um, I don't know. I that song just sticks out to me as one of my favorites of hers. I can hear it yeah, playing this in my is the, right This is the lyric that I remember. You might say that I'm no good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust your looks, baby, if I could. I got so many things I want to do before I'm through. Yeah, I don't know. You could take that a bunch of different ways. I, I, I just like the melody and her, her dancing. Oh, my gosh. She killed it. Mm-hmm. She killed it. Like, um, she... That was like, I feel like um, there was no background dancers no. to like fill in. There was no crazy lights and this. And it was literally her in a warehouse. Reminds me of the Kevin Bacon in a. In a. What's that shit called? Uh. What's that shit called? Two <laughs> shots? What was that shit called? <laughs> the fuck was the name of that movie? I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Footloose. Footloose, yes. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, you know, her in this dark warehouse, you know, singing out about her independence and killing it with a dance that backed it up. Where? Apparently it was the first video where she appears alone. I feel like it might be the only one. Yeah, and they're saying that the the video, some people, critics have said the video is probably more iconic than the song. um, I can actually see that. 100%. um, the video was already reenacted by the likes of Maya, Tanache, and Normani. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. Britney Spears referenced the Pleasure Principle video as well as Jackson's Miss You Much video for her chair routine in her Stronger video. Um, with the director saying her idea was inspired by Pre- Pleasure Principle with the iconic chair sequence. The only downfall of... Uh-oh. Anything with uh, Britney is when she did Bobby Brown song. Yeah, that was a... That was a fucking... That was probably when I stopped paying attention to her. Yeah. Like I was when she was the biggest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We even went to one of her concerts. Y'all did. Well, that's right. We did. Um, Without further ado, Mm -hmm. my lovely Anna. 
What is your number one Janet Jackson song? So it it took a bit because anytime any place was fighting the number one spot with this other song, and I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And I I literally played them back to back, wow. like like back to back to back, like one two three. Like you, you do... this song was like number one, three, and five, and and. Uh, anytime any place was like two, four, and six. You so did way more research. And, and, I just and couldn't figure out. It was bugging me. So this one won the number one spot. Uh-huh. I get so lonely. Wow. That's my jam. Wow. I really love that song. That's one of the and with last. Street. That's one of the last like big singles of hers that I really like. The vi- I love the video. The video for that one is dope. Yeah. Awesome video again. Yeah. Um, she looks amazing in the video. That, and and, and w- she looks so like powerful and like comfortable and well, because that would have been and, like if especially if black. It was like ninety seven, ninety eight ish. That's that is my jam, and I you know I love Black Street. So I think, but I that might be why people look at her nowadays more as an R and B artist. Cause that was like a very of the time R and B song. Um, damn, what a good one! What a good one! I love that song. Awesome beat. I'm trying to think if I would put, I don't know if I'd put it in my top five just because I don't feel it, but that is a really good song. It's right. It's if it's not in my five, it's like number six. And, um, uh, and there's the whole, the whole video where they like do the cuffs and they no, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. strip and they fling the shirts out and the they're whole just wearing routine, the black yeah. bras and all that. And she had them abs and shit. That shit yeah. was crazy. And yeah. your girl Tina was right there next to her. Tina, man, she she know how to do it. Let me <laughs> let me put some respect on Tina's name. I don't even know her. I don't remember her last name. Keep and, going. Um, because that was at the same time. What was the other song? With remember, it was like um, I think it, there were it's like a bunch of uh, Asian people in the bar or something. Yeah, was that the Velvet Rope album? I think it was, but I can't remember the name of that song. Because they did a thing for MTV where there was like multiple songs that they went over. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they did the dance routines for all of them. Yeah. Let's see. I'm looking it up now. Let me get to that. Because I'm pretty sure that was Velvet Rope. Uh, yeah, Velvet Rope was 97. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love the song. And it was a remix to it. I think that's when Jermaine Dupree was popping in. Damn! And the other song that was on this album that I was I was debating on putting on here was uh, "Got Till It's Gone," but that's like a different vibe entirely. I get so lonely. Um, crazy to think, still, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Um. It was pure. They called a pure R and B and soul vibe. Uh, Renee Elizondo was on this one. If. Well, if was if was from uh the last album. That was the one that I was thinking about. That yeah, was the, that was a big song too. That was a huge song. Yeah. Fuck. If if was really good too. Um, Tina Janet Tina was Tina Landon. She uh, choreographer. Not a Hispanic name. Not Hispanic name at all, but she doesn't even list. We'll see if it lists her nationality. It's not saying on Wikipedia. Um, she worked with Prince, Maya Pink, Jay Z, Aerosmith, Christy Yamaguchi, 
J-Lo, Christina Aguilera, Shakira, Michael Jackson, Britney Spears, Rihanna, Sierra, etc., etc., etc. She was a Laker girl when Paul Abdul was a choreographer. Um, she linked up with Janet, Rhythm Nation 1814 tour. She choreographed the Janet tour and the Velvet Rope tour and received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Achievement in Choreography for that. Um, when... Ricky Martin won the MTV Music Video Award for Best Dance Video for Livin' La Vida Loca. He brought her on stage and gave the award to her because she uh, choreographed it. Um, J-Lo presented her with an Achievement in Choreography Award at the 2000 Alma Awards. Mm -hmm. The Alma Awards are the American Latino Media Arts Awards. So there's some type of Latino (laughs) in there. Um, I got a sister. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In 2004, she was nominated for an American Choreography Award for an episode of Will and Grace. Um, She danced with Janet at the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards to Scream, which she choreographed, and they did that as a tribute to Michael Jackson. Uh, She runs... At least at the time this was written, she was. I wonder what her net worth is. (laughs) She's got to be doing. I mean, shit, working with the choreographing the Michael Jackson Scream Award, living La Vida Loca, doing two tours for Janet Jackson, Mm -hmm. plus working with J Lo and all. She Tina Turner, Pussycat Doll. She she's got to be sitting pretty. But let's see, she's seventy four. Let's see. She's 74. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's 57. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, Wait a minute. (laughs) That's that screwball. (laughs) Tina Landon. Okay. So I don't know what made it pop in my head, but you had me try this peanut whiskey, peanut butter whiskey. Uh Okay. And we're doing a Janet Jackson top five. Yes. So it occurred to me that when I was in the 10th grade, uh, the, the little boyfriend I had, back then um <laughs> that our song uh uh-huh. oh boy was let's wait a while oh wow that's a damn and shame and his nickname was peanut mm. <laughs> i was like oh is that why he had to wait a while that's a shame <laughs> apparently had an allergy <laughs> in fact, apparently tina landon's net worth according to celebrities trending now is 51 million dollars not bad uh, like i said i had a feeling um and who knows how and true you know that what the is. The better part for her is that there's still a good chance she can go to a mall. Yes. You know. A hundred percent. Because not everybody's going to recognize the choreographer. No, not at all. Unless unless you're like us and saw her rise. Yeah, but I, she could walk past me. I might not. I think now, back then, if Tina had walked by me, oh, I'd be like, you would have. Because I remember, shit, I know, we've I've had seen some you. Tina conversations over the years. I well, but part of it is just the fact that that shit was on TV. Like you couldn't escape Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. especially for late eighties or once Rhythm Nation came out, she owned that channel for oh, like yeah. a couple years. For sure, into Janet, into all. Uh, she was one of the few I remember getting the the Video Vanguard Awards. I remember like that being a big moment. Um and during some of the most iconic stuff, Tina either choreographed it or was there dancing with the people. But I think it was also the fact that I Rhythm Nation was one of the first. You can't just say the words that you thought she was fucking hot. No, no, it's not that at all. It's not where I'm going at all. Rhythm Nation was one of the first cassette tapes that I had owned. Oh, I remember you told me that. And 
like I I knew that album back and forth, and I would I don't know if I had it on tape, but I, I remember I didn't have the the thirty minute version of the videos and stuff, but I remember watching the behind the scenes documentaries of like making the videos and making and when they were on I tour. I still love those. Yeah, and and Tina was all like you really got to see mm-hmm. how involved she was in the process. I mean, yeah, she was a beautiful woman, but you know this wasn't all just about her, you know, being <laughs> fucking hot or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. I get so lonely. Good song. Big, I love the song. Big record. I guess that's going to conclude our... Uh, yes, because somebody's on their way home. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll conclude this week's episode. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can hit us up at prettyunlimited at gmail, prettyunlimited.com, pretty underscore unlimited on Instagram, because I fucked up and closed out the pretty unlimited. I'm surprised you did that. You know that. You know what happened. Yeah. Have you ever tried to get it back though, or somebody's? I've got not it? tried. Because I, I I try and get. There's somebody that has Cal on Instagram. They they it literally just parked it. Uh-huh. And, and if you look at the the followers, all of them are like people from the Middle East with Cal in their name, waiting for it to come <laughs> up. Um, but I tr- every couple of weeks I try the name and I can never get it. But yeah, I'm pr- I'm, I'm I'm still shocked that you. Uh, I fell for the for the peer pressure and the baloney that Instagram was going to sell my shit. <laughs> and I fucking closed out my Instagram. Crazy. That's crazy. But I mean, Let's hey, see. these things happen. Yeah, I was a dummy. And then I started, after I fell for that, I started Google searching everything. <laughs> Let's see. Man, people are assholes. People really be assholes out here. Got you fucking your whole life up. You trying it? Can you get it? I can't figure out how to do it on my phone. Oof, it, we'll 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 go through it. It's 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 a little too complicated for uh Okay. Seeing across from a table right now. Um I'd like to thank our sponsors. Anne's currently looking out the window for him. Okay. Maybe we need to start figuring out who would we like to have as sponsors? Yeah, we should. We should have. We should Makers s- of liquor. Well, we should sit down and have a proper uh, production meeting for. Re- okay, so let's do that Friday night. Realistic options. Let's do that Friday night. Sounds good. Okay, and um, okay, and oh, and uh, Twitter pretty unlimited, no underscore. Ha ha ha. Facts. And uh, pretty unlimited on Facebook, and after all that, make sure you go out and. Uh, listen to those Janet Jackson uh, songs that everybody because there's a song for everybody yeah she's got enough material where there's 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 definitely something for you and um and if you get a chance go on uh YouTube and look up Janet Jackson lap dances and Jesus have fun let's see all these men losing their (laughs) minds (laughs) we'll catch you guys next week okay